discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified. Praise the Lord. You're yeah, welcome. You may take your seats in heaven places where you belong. Are you glad to be in church? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So today I want us to do question and answers. The last time I finished, when I finished preaching and I left, I didn't allow you to ask questions concerning the things that I shared. But apart from that, you can ask any question about anything. About relationships, marriage, children, Buggering. I mean, anything at all that is on your heart, you are liberty to share and ask. Anything concerning the scriptures you don't understand, you are liberty to share. So if there's any question on your heart or on your mind, you are liberty to ask. In Jesus' name. Amen. Another microphone. Okay, Anthony's hand is up. So kindly pass the microphone to him. Are you, are you blessed to be in the house of God? Are you sure you are blessed to be in the house of God? Yes, ask your question. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, I've been thinking about management for some time now. After you preached the characteristics of a child, I realized children don't really manage things properly. Or even if they do, they don't have that long-term planning in mind. So I wanted to know if you could elaborate more on how to manage both short-term and then long-term and then how to go about all of that. Manage as in? Everything, basically. From one's life to business to however. Okay, so management, the definition of management betrays what it is. Okay, management is not uh, productivity. Okay, management has to do with being given a certain resource Okay, for a certain, a certain distribution. Do you understand? Not necessarily to produce results. You can be managing something that is going to die. <laughs> you can be presiding over the death of, a, of, of something. Or you can be presiding over something that you have plans of pushing it higher in the future. Normally, people are handed, you hand over a church to somebody, a person is managing it, and he presides over its collapse. He's also managing the thing, but he's, he's managing it to, to death. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. So, you must have the mindset that you are, you are a producer, okay, in, in, in your mind. Like, you are, you are someone who is willing and ready to push whatever it is. For instance, if you have, uh, you are living in a single room right now, as a human being, as a man or as a lady on your own, let's say a guy on your own, you are living in a single room. You can manage the single room 
from that time. But you should have in mind that after about three years, I should be able to move from this place, get married, and go to a bigger place. Do you understand? So you don't just preside over what you have. You must have the mindset that I'm presiding over what I have so that I'll be able to do, so you must have a vision. Okay, most managers don't have visions. <laughs> Amazingly. Okay, I'm, I'm just talking in the normal, in the natural. But as children of God, whatever we are, we are involved in, we must, we must be able to manage it with increase in mind. You know, being able to push it from where we are now to another level. Do you understand? So how, how do you do it? I, it would be great if I could give you specifics. Okay, it would be great if I could. For instance, let's say you are managing a business. You have a business that is, uh, can handle. You sh- of course, you should know how much the business, what the business can do now. Okay? You understand what I'm saying? You should know where you are. One of the major things is that you must know the level upon which you are. I'm on a level where I can, I can produce 50 CDs every day. What I'm doing can produce 50 CDs every day. Okay? Now, after that 50 CDs, you must be aware of the fact that you have to be able to save some. Of course, give your thought. Save some. And use some for food and all that. Okay? Why are you saving? You're saving so that you can do something in the future. Because if you should save, let's say, 10 CDs for one year, that's a lot of money every day for one year. In a week, let's say you work five days in a week, that's 50 CDs every week. Multiplied by four, that's 200 CDs every week. Multiplied by 12, that's 1,200 in a year, isn't it? It may, it may not look like anything, but in your, you know, you are any 50 CDs at the end of one year, you have 1,200 sitting down not doing anything. Charlie, you are actually rich relative to the people who are on the same level with you. You understand? Uh-huh. Then you can have plans of um, using that 1,200. To, and that's where you need the wisdom of God. Because you can easily lose that 1,200. Just as you, you see, you struggle to get it. But you can just lose it within a second. One word. One phone can take it away. <laughs> it, can, it can't even buy some phones. Isn't it? But I don't know why you'd want to buy a phone with your sweat for one year. I don't know why you would want to do that. That means that there's chocomilo in your head, actually. I don't know why you'd want to do that. You have to do something much, much more profitable. And that is where the challenge is. That's where you need the word of God. That's where you need to pray. That's where speaking in tongues and those things come in. Do you understand? Uh-huh. You have to speak in tongues. Okay? And know what God would want you to do with what he has given you. Hallelujah. Sometimes there was no God to tell you, so that as a seed. <laughs> there was no God to tell you, so that as a seed. Don't cast it out. Don't cast that thought out. It's the reason of God. And when you sow it, you realize that you have increased. You know, when you are giving seed, when you are giving money, it's like you are reducing. It's like you are reducing. But... It's a seed, isn't it? And the wisdom of God says, give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, shall I cause men to add unto your bosom. So you do it in faith, knowing that what God has said will come through for you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, basically, 
you should be able to manage the resources you have for productivity, for it to produce more for you, for it to take you into the future. And that's what, that's what it means to be a matured person. Okay. For instance, we don't spend beyond our means. We are not owing anybody. As a church, we don't owe anybody one city. We don't owe anybody. It's a very serious blessing. We don't owe any... Can you imagine? We don't owe anybody. We don't owe one city for what's what's sitting here. All the buildings, all the lands that are around that we have, we don't owe anybody for it. Because we cut our coat according to our size. We don't do what we can't do. You should know what you can do and what you cannot do. I mean, that's being practical, isn't it? (laughs) We have to be practical as much as possible. Yeah, cut your coat according to your side. Even faith is in measures. Yeah. Even faith is in, it's faith is in measures. You don't just say that I'm, I'm using my faith to claim 5,000 Ghana cities when you've never used your faith to claim 50 Ghana cities. I mean, what is wrong with you? you? You are joking. Each man according to his own faith. It's just like entering the gym and deciding to start carrying 100 kilograms at once when you've never carried 5 kilograms for your, in your life since you were born. You realize that your hands will just, your arms will just tear off and, you know, be on the, whatever. You'd be surprised. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So we do things from one stage to the other. Okay? It's wisdom to know your level. Know thyself, O man. Yes, know thyself. Yes, man, know thyself. You must know what level you are on, what you can do now, and then have plans of doing higher things. You know what the higher things you can do. But at this level, you can't do that. So the wisdom of God is such that you must, okay, this is what I have. What do I have? Even God will ask you, what do you have in your hands? You get it? What do you have in your hands? He asked Moses, what do you have in your hands? He said, I have a, a staff. He said, put it on a rod, put it on the ground. He put it on the ground, it became a staff. And God told him, with this staff, you shall do one, signs and wonders. So with what you have, you shall do signs and wonders. Are you getting it? Mm-hmm. That's the reason of God. You don't buy phones that you, you know you can't afford. What is wrong? I don't, I don't know why you would do something like that. You can't afford it. You can't afford it. Sorry? You save 4000 and use the 4000 to buy a phone. And the screen will crack. And you go and repair 4000 Ghana cities. And you are renting at the same time. You are renting. I mean, there's something wrong with you. Meanwhile, with the 4000 you could have bought a land on the outskirts of town. You could have bought a land on the outskirts of town. Which will become in very soon. Yes, it will become insket very soon. There are lands around that are 4,000. There are lands around. Yes, it's a little bit far away, but don't worry. Buanka is 4,000 now. Yeah. You think it's far away, it's not. You buy the land, you start something small, 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 small. Calculate, like, you know, allow the soil. God doesn't do that. Though. God doesn't just bring up. How many times do you see abundance? Uh, in the Bible, like the people did, you just pam, it just happened. It doesn't really happen on a normal day. How many times did Jesus multiply bread for 5,000 people? How many times? It was twice. He should have formed the ministry along that line. Bread forming. I mean, every meeting he had, because he had more meetings, which were similar to that particular meeting. 
But this one, he realized that the people had been there for three days. And he knew that their food was finished. Because he expects you to carry food when you're coming. He expects you to bring food when you're coming. If you don't bring food, it's your problem. Nobody cares about whatever will happen to you. Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It doesn't make sense why you would do that. It's clear that you are, you are a child in your mind. You have to know, know thyself. Know thyself. Okay. How many, of, how many athletes just run a 100-meter race and win just like that on the first day? They don't, it does, can you run with your boat and win? No. What, what kind of faith is that? No, it's, it's, actually, it's not faith. It's foolishness. You are being, clearly you are, there's something wrong with your brain. If you want to beat him, what do you have to do? You have to train more than he was when he was your age. And beat his record. Uh-huh. That's, how, that's how it works. So we don't just, things don't just happen. <laughs> Time and chance happens to everything. Okay? We believe in God. We believe, we, we put our faith to work and everything. But faith is in measures. Okay? Faith is in measures. I've watched the finances of this church grow over the years. Some years ago, we couldn't, in a month, we couldn't produce 500 Ghana cities. The whole month, as a church, we couldn't get 500 Ghana cities. The whole church, with fights, offerings, everything, from all the 12 people who were in the church. <laughs> 12 disciples. We couldn't get to that point. Hallelujah. Yeah, but it didn't mean we should stop. And we should start comparing ourselves with a certain group of people who are on a certain level. No, there are people who have people have years behind them. People have they are senior, they have 25 years behind them, they have 30 years behind them. Why would you want to compare yourself to somebody like that? It is not wisdom. You are working in a company with somebody who has been in the system for a longer time. The person has bought a car worth 150,000 Ghana cities. And you also want to start saving to buy something like that. No, there's something wrong with you. I mean, I don't know why you would want to do that. I, do, I honestly don't know. I can't think far about it. I just can't think far. Okay? Or you have, you are, you are, you are colleagues, but then your, friend, your friend's father is rich. You get your friend's father. Is, everybody knows. He knows that his, his father is rich. You, you also know. And his father buys him a car. I mean, why would you want to compare and start competing with somebody like that? No, there's a certain platform he's on. We are all in the same class, but he's sitting on a higher platform. He's getting monthly allowance. You, you don't have that. Start from where you are and start building gradually. Start building gradually. You will have a certain type of wisdom he doesn't have. That's the benefit of your being low. Because you will take your time and go through the process. You will have a certain type of wisdom when you've gotten to a certain level that he will not have. Because he doesn't know what it means to have that platform, to sit on that platform. He doesn't know what his father did. Everything was handed over to him. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh-huh. So actually, when you're born, you're born into a certain environment. Don't think that, oh, it's finished. No, it's not finished. The word of God teaches you to use the word of God from where you are, the level upon which you are, and build gradually. Okay? Gradually. There's something called process. Don't ignore process. If you ignore process... Something bad will happen to you. There are miracles in growth, but growth is, itself is not a miracle. Yes, there are miracles in growth, but growth itself is not a miracle. 
They are factors for growth. For your natural growth, you need to eat, drink, exercise, sleep. These are the four things. Isn't it? Uh-huh. As to how it is combined and causes us to grow, we don't know. But we know it. what we know is that at the end of the day, you don't need to force yourself to grow. Just put these factors in and you realize that you are increasing every single time. Okay? So we just started life. Just like we are a couple. Our money together is thousand cities. Let's manage it. <laughs> Give your tithe. Hundred, don't compromise on the tithe. The only way for the thing to increase is through the tithe. If you like, chop your tithe, you'll be surprised. This church has gone, it has gone higher because of tithes. The church is treated as an individual. Don't we give our tithe every month? Every month, our tithe goes. Has it increased? Even this year, our finances have gone high. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. If you ignore your tithe, you're in trouble. But give your tithe. Be left with the 900 ganasis. You'll be surprised at the 900 ganasis. God will give you wisdom as to how to use it. Bob said that he will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Because you see, things don't happen by your plans. Your plans doesn't really do much. You can plan, but it doesn't do much. Today I was talking to a certain guy. You know, and he was trying to tell me what he'll be doing. But I knew that I know that it's not gonna work. I just know that it's not gonna work. I was just saying, oh, it's powerful. It's powerful. It's very powerful. But I know that it won't work. Six months later, he'll come to me again. And I'll say it's still powerful. He will fail and he'll come and he'll say it's still. Because the most important thing that he's supposed to do is not do. And I've told him several times. So if I say one, two, three, and you don't mind me, what do I do? It's powerful. Just, yeah, wow. Jesus is Lord. Amazing. Wow. Those are my responses. Wow. Amazing. What a shock. It's a, power, it's a powerful thing. Jesus is Lord. Let's be happy. Let's just be happy. It'll work. Yeah, you will not mind me, so what should I do? Eh, I'm sad that I'm tired. My, the saliva in my mouth has dried up. I decided, so I decided that, okay, that's what this guy, I'll not say much. He comes, plans. Plans, if I collect money from here and I do the, then this one happen and this one, okay, wow, it's powerful. <laughs> Six months later, he has gone down more and more. Then you call me. Oh, this is, you can plant till you die. It's not just about plants, okay? You plan with God. You plan with God. You plan with God. For the plans that you have to go forward, you must make sure God is inside the plans. Yes. Many have a plans of what? Of a, of a man. It's the counsel of the Lord that shall stand, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Actually, I don't, I don't start planning until I've heard from God. I don't plan until I've heard from God. When God speaks to me, then I start planning. Planning comes after God has spoken to you. Okay? Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Planning should start after God has spoken to you. For instance, uh, you can't just decide that I'm going to work for a bank. Like you now. You're a child of God. You just woke up. I want to work for a bank. It's not about what you want to do. The bank, the next bank you are joining is the one that is going to collapse. I mean, just you being there will cause it to collapse. <laughs> just because of you. You'll be the Jonah of the bank. They have to throw you out or else the bank won't work. <laughs> 
Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, so uh, it's a, it's a very serious. You have to, you have to let God speak to you. When God speaks to you, join a bank. Join a bank. Then you can start making plans as to joining a certain bank. Okay. Uh-huh. You don't just build a house. It can be the end of your life. <laughs> so you have to pray. That's why prayer precedes all these things. You pray. You say, God is not wicked. We are the sheep of his pasture. God is not wicked. He says, my sheep hear my voice. Don't think that God, was, God takes years to speak to you. No, God doesn't take years to speak to you. You have just decided not to hear what God is saying. John chapter 10. Go to John chapter 10 verse 2. 1, 2, 3. I'm, I'm sure we can see something there. John chapter 10. I don't know if you like my, my answer. Let's read King James, please. From verse 1. Very, very, I say unto you, he that entered not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbed up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. Verse 2. But he that entered in by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. Verse 3. To him the porter opened, and the sheep hear his voice. Have you seen it? The sheep does what? Hear his voice. Are you the sheep of God's pasture? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. If you are his sheep, and you are, the qualification of being his sheep is being born again. If you are born again, then there's an inward automatic arrangement. Can you understand what I'm saying? Can you hear what I'm saying? Why can you hear what I'm saying? Because there's an automatic arrangement inside you to hear and understand English. That is why you're responding to what I'm saying. You've studied it. You've learned it. So when I speak, you hear. I mean, I don't, it's not... We can communicate. There's no need for me to look for some wood. And then I'll be doing... I mean, there's no need for me to do that. It's not a struggle because you understand what I'm saying. In the same way, the sheep hear the voice of the shepherd. And he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. He leads them out. Look at John chapter 14. Let's read verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments. And I'll pray the Father, and he shall send you another comforter. He shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even, next verse, verse 17. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it, the world cannot receive him, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. So if you are in the world, you can't see him, you can't know him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. The world does not have the arrangement, the divine arrangement to hear his voice. But you, a child of God, know him. Why? You're a child of God. So you know him. So if you say you don't hear, you don't know the voice, or I don't know the voice of God, me, God speaks to me in dreams. But those who say those things, there's something wrong with you. Me, God speaks to me in dreams. So if God does not bring the thing in the dream, you will never be able to catch what God is saying. I watch movies to get revelation. God speaks to me through movies. Hey! There's a, there's a language God speaks. It's called His word. The word of God is a language of God. Okay? The more you learn the language, the more you understand what He's saying. Just like English. Just like English. The more you study the thing, the more you realize that, oh, okay, this is what He's saying, this is what He's saying, this is what He's saying. As simple as ABCD. Does it, does it make sense? So as you, as you read the word, 
God speaks to you through his word. As you pray, God speaks to you through his word. And when you ask God, should I go or should I not go? You can get a yes and no or wait. Or silence. <laughs> silence is also an answer. Isn't it? What does silence mean? Wait. No movements. Just relax. Hallelujah. If that one, you see, I didn't get into this by myself. I didn't get into ministry by myself. I didn't just get stand up and say that. I'm called. Let's start a church. Let's start. If it was like that, we'll not be here. I would have died a long time ago. Because the pressure of the ministry is not a joke. It's not a joke. But do I look like I'm under pressure? I move around as soon as things happening. I ha- There's too much pressure. If you fill my shoes for one day, you may die. Oh, I'm not joking with you. I'm telling you the truth. Yeah. I'm tell- you, are, you work with me a lot. You, know, you hear the calls that come to me. All kinds of things. Problems from every side. Yes, but we just chest them and then, you know, like the way you chest the ball, just chest the ball like that. And then you see the ball, Charlie. You tap up cool. You know that. No stress. Yes, no stress. Because God has spoken, so we can plan in a certain way and go for it to work. Okay? My sheep hear my voice. There's something called the inward witness. Romans chapter 8, verse what? Romans 8, 16. The Spirit Himself is this is old King James, so He says itself, but it's actually the Holy Spirit. It's just the Holy Spirit who is a person. So the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. How do you know you are born again? There's someone inside who bears witness. What does bearing witness mean? He testifies or he talks. If someone is called to the cost to go and testify, he can't talk. What do you think will happen? You have lost your case. You are going to jail straight. If your witness cannot express himself and cannot talk, you are in trouble. Is it true? Uh-huh. So a witness is someone who can talk and testify and speak. Okay? Give you details. So he says the Holy Spirit bears witness. He testifies with our spirit that we are the children of God. So concerning our born again experience and the fact that when you die today, you go to heaven. It's the Holy Spirit who gives you that particular assurance within so if something as important as that, as that is, is born witness to by the Holy Spirit, then why do you think he would not bear witness concerning who you are going to marry? No, why would he be quiet when you are going to marry somebody? When marriage can, marriage can take you to hell. Yeah, most of, the, most of the times women have three. A normal natural woman has three visions. Number one, get married. Am I lying or I'm not lying? I mean, from the time you start developing breasts, you just start thinking about whether you'll be accepted or you will not be accepted. I mean, that's one of the major things on their minds. It's in the Bible. Your desire shall be for your husband. They desire a husband. They want their names to change. Don't you want your name to change? Pastor, I want my name to change. To some Mrs. S. something. Hallelujah. Yeah. That's the first thing. Second thing is that they want to control their husbands. Second thing. Remember what I said. A natural, normal woman. They want to marry. Next thing is that they want to control their man. 
Yes. 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 That's that's just how they are naturally. They don't even know that that's how they are. They would want to just control you. You now understand. Uh-huh. Pastor Lessis is now understand. <laughs> They want to control what you eat, what you wear, where you will go, how your business will be, everything. If you don't tell them some things, they will cry on you and tell you, why are you not telling me? All kinds of things. That's number two for them. Number two vision for them. And in an an attempt to control their husbands, they can end up destroying everything. The third thing is children. They want their children. When they finish having their children, forget about sex. They will never have sex with you again. You see husbands in their bedroom begging like this, please. Let them let, let me just do one. I beg. They'll be crying in the bedroom. They will not mind you. Okay, because they have what they want. They have what they want. So why would the Holy Spirit lead you or leave you to just go? Is it unless you don't want to hear? But he will speak, he speaks to you. Ooh, don't make it, he speaks to you. Even when you are not asking, he will speak to you. Even when you're not asking him to speak to you. He's a witness. He will just be talking to you. He cares about you. He cares about you. So even when you are not asking, he'll talk to you. Brother, don't go this way. Go this way. Yeah. yeah. Leave this one. This one will not help you. Go to this one. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It makes life very, very easy. When you hear, then you start planning. You plan after you heard what he has told you. When he tells you, then you start moving. Okay? Then there's grace to make what he has said even come to pass. And makes life easier for you. It makes planning and management easier. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are children of God. We are not, just, we are not like every other person. Would you, would you start your way to a doom? By branching, when you get to the junction, you branch towards Odium area and you are going. Will you do that? How many of you do that? You are going to a doom, you get to Buedirian about, then you branch towards Odium. You are going. You are now at Fumesia. Top speed, you are now at Ejusu. Top speed, you are at Konongo. You are just going. Your aim is that you get to a doom. Will you do that? Yeah, that it means there's Shokomilo in your head if you do that. Yes. So there are a lot of Christians who are their actual purpose and their actual destination is a doom, but they are on their way to Accra. They are just going. Full speed. They are building houses. They are doing all kinds of things. They are just going and going and going and going and going and going and going. They will never ever do what they are supposed to do. That's why they'll get to heaven and be surprised. You see, in our case, there's heaven involved. (laughs) It's not just normal. Like we are just there. There's something bigger. So that's why as a child of God, you must train yourself to hear from God some more. It's very important. You can't do without that. Okay? We have messages on training the human spirit. You must train the human spirit. You must train yourself. You must educate yourself. How do you educate yourself? Through the word. How do you educate yourself through the word? Through meditation on the word of God. Okay? Through constant listening to of the word of God. Because the word of God brings you counsel. Since thy word is a lamp unto my feet. And a light unto my path. It will light up your foot. Okay? And light up your path. For you to see clearly. 
Jesus said, I am the light. Whosoever has me, says, I am the light of the world. And whosoever has me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. There are people who are walking in darkness. They're just going in darkness, sitting their heads against a lot of things. But when there's light, you can maneuver easily. Isn't it? Yes. If, there's, if there are no lights here, and we say, all of us, let's say there are no lights here, and then there's a snake, there are five snakes that have appeared. Okay, and we all want to exit through this place. You see, it will, all your spirituality will leave. I mean, something bad will happen. Is it true? Because there's no light. If, there's, if there were light, we'll comfortably exit because we'll know where the snakes are. So you know that, hey, Charlie, move here. Okay, you go, you go. We can do it in an orderly fashion. But if there's no light, we are in trouble. If there's no light, you are just in trouble. You are, you are in confusion. Every confusion can just exist. Okay? So you must educate yourself through the word of God. That's why we tell you to do something called quiet time. How many of you spoke English when you were born? When you were born, uh, Mamae. Mamae. How are you, Mamae? I love you, Mamae. Mamae, I want to eat Gary and Nigeria, Mamae. Is that, is that what happened to you? How long do you take to study English, to learn how to speak? Even now, you can't speak English proper. Your grammar is so bad. You can say it's what's coming. It is, for, it is your yours. You can say it is your yours. <laughs> you are still learning, isn't it? Uh-huh. Same thing with the spirit. I mean, it takes time. It takes time. Gradually, you realize that you are able to hear God concerning deeper things. Is a child can speak English, but you you can't communicate on a certain level. Yeah, you can't say some things. You say to a child, you see, concerning what I just said, you have to just oppose it with this particular ad. I mean, they don't understand what you are talking. Just oppose what? Just to what? They don't understand. They don't understand. Okay, they need to grow up to understand some things. So spiritual growth is also like that. But it is on the it is on the minute things that you are supposed to small small things. Reading John eleven thirty five and thinking about it, John eleven thirty five and Jesus wept. You realize that even God has emotions. Why won't Why won't you have emotions? Yes. Jesus cared about people. Why don't you care about people? Those are things that you can get whilst you are meditating. You realize that all your anger problems and all the people you don't like, you just start liking them. Through John eleven thirty five, then God starts speaking to you concerning your anger issues and your life and how it's supposed to change. And now you realize that you have become fine. That's how it works. Then he goes to another aspect. Of, he knows your life. He knows how to build you up. That's what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. You see, justice is here. Justice is the one working on this thing. If he needs cement and I'm supplying sand, I'm the supplier. I'm supposed to buy things. I buy sand, I buy cement, I buy, I bring water and all that. He's the one who is con- doing the construction, doing the plastering and all that. Now, if he says he wants cement and I'm bringing wa- water, more water, I tell him, at this juncture, you need more water. What, what do you think will happen? The work won't happen, isn't it? The Holy Spirit is the builder of our lives. First Corinthians chapter 3. Let's read verse 9. First Corinthians 3, 9. For we are laborers together with God. Then it says, you are God's husband, you are God's building. Have you seen it? It says, for we are laborers together. Paul is saying that, I'm, me the preacher, I'm a laborer together with God. Then it says, you the listeners, you the children of God. You are God's husband. Let's read Amplified. For we are fellow workmen, joint promoters, laborers together with and for God. You are God's garden and vineyard and field under cultivation. You are God's building. So you are God's building. 
Not your, you, are, you are not your own building. You are God's building, isn't it? Okay, so who is building the building? God is building the building. He's the one to construct the thing. But you are the supplier. You supply the materials for your build-up. So at a point, God will tell you, I need more of the word. Give me more of the word. And he'll stir you up to it. You'll be studying the word more and more and more and more and more. At a point, you'll say, it's okay. I want you to now supply me more of prayer. Then because you're stuck on the word, you can't make the move, make the change to pray more. It's not that you, when you're reading the word, you ain't praying. You're praying, but just at the word. I don't know if you've ever experienced it. At a point in your life, like you have Bible. What's me kind of Bible? And I'm doing boom. I mean, you can just... You can't just read the Bible. Have you ever experienced it before? You can just read the Bible. You're just reading Ephesians. You're reading Ephesians 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. And you remember what that is going on. Now that sometimes like it's changing to prayer. But you can't make that change quickly because you see to you, I'm supposed to supply, keep supplying the word. But the Holy Spirit does not want that. He wants you to change to prayer. Then you realize that there's a certain season that comes to your life. You are prayer papa. You are in the gear of prayer. Mando. Kill, 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 kill. That's why you're speaking tongues that you don't even, you, you just say, you've never heard in your life before. Mingos kagagagara. Blagoshi, blagoshi, blag. You wake up in the morning, you feel like praying. You are going to bed, you are praying. You, I don't know if you've ever experienced that one too before. You're just praying, you're just praying. After some time, it's like it's cha- it changes again. God wants more worship. It's not that when you're praying, you weren't reading your Bible. We are reading your Bible, but the w- prayer was more. The Holy Spirit is our builder, and hence he requests for what he needs and requires for your build-up at every single point in time of your life. Sometimes it just shifts to worship. You just be pl- worship. Hey, you are worship papa. Oh, you see someone even praying thanks. You, you don't, you don't, ah, why is this, why are you praying like that? Don't you know that worship is the key? Worship is the key. <laughs> Brother, it's just because of the season you are in. After some time, it will change. Like that, like that. So yours is to follow the Holy Spirit. Follow what he's saying so that he can build you up. Do you understand? Uh-huh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When he speaks, then we can plan. When he speaks, then we can plan. God told me, get a land in a, in a car. I was praying. I remember the position I was in when God spoke to me. When I came out, I came to tell you people. That was last year around uh, August. Around the same time. God told me, get a land in a car. I've made preparation for some lands in a car. So we started searching for We didn't have one city for it. We didn't have anything for it. No money. But no money means nothing. If God has spoken, he has said it. Now it is our job to plan. Okay, so we are going to get a land. Let's plan. Let's start searching for it. We were searching for lands where we didn't have anything. They were driving me to places. When I go, I'm like, no, this is not this place. Then we're moving like that. Moving. Hallelujah. We've been able to pay for, for it. Cheap. How do we pay for it? We, I planned. I know that. I know our strength. You get it? I know that, oh, we'll sow seeds around this time. So I tell the guys, don't worry, we're coming to sow seeds. I'm putting my faith to work. Let's see what will happen. You get it? Yeah. Uh, we can do it. So because God has spoken, we can plan and use the money that he brings, not for foolish things. It's not a time to buy a car. Are you V8? I'm the pastor of the church, so I must make sure I'm driving a V8. Because I need a V8. My journeys are becoming many. I'm supposed to go to Tamale in the next few weeks or so. I mean, you understand? Uh-huh. If I die on the road, you, you bring money for me to be buried. Do you know that when someone dies, money just shows up? 
You know that. When he's alive, money, there is no money. But when he dies, pam. 10,000 can just show up like that. Yes, so bring the money. Don't kill me. Bring the money so that I can go. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yes. So, plan after the Spirit of God has spoken to you. Okay, let the Spirit of God speak to you concerning your marriage. Oh, I want you to marry around this time. Don't just decide, I want to marry at this time. No. He will suffer. Ask God, what time do you want me to marry? I want you to marry when you are 29. Okay. 29. That's maybe in like two years' time. Okay. God, I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have a beloved. Then it's all good. Don't worry, my son. I'm, I'm bringing you a damn cell. <laughs> yeah. And true to God's word, you realize that a damn cell is showing up. But God will not bring a damn cell. You should be wise enough to know that God will not bring a damn cell from another place. God will bring a damn soul to where you work. <laughs> uh, if you don't know that there are instructions concerning your choice of a beloved, of a woman, if you don't know that there are instructions concerning who to choose, what type of a person to choose, then you were a child. You are not supposed to marry. Genesis chapter 24. Let me show you to you. Just choose. You are choosing your wife. You are just looking at some things. Breasts, bottoms, hips. No, you see, you behave like you've never seen your own auntie. Your own auntie. You behave like you've never, you've not seen your auntie, you've not seen your mother, you've not seen all those people. It will fall. It will fall. What you are desiring and admiring right now will just fall. It will become like pancake. It will just fall. Every knee shall bow. <laughs> Genesis 27, rather. Hallelujah. Okay, let's go to the one in Genesis 26. Then we'll come to Genesis 27. Okay, and then 28. Verse, Genesis 26, 34. Genesis 26, 34. God, you see, before God has said that, you shall not marry any, any of the Canaanites. They were living among the Canaanites, but God told them, don't marry anybody who is a Canaanite. Go out to your father's house. He told, God told Abraham, when Isaac was going to get a wife, Abraham, God's God had spoken to Abraham. Abraham made his servant put his hand on his thigh and to swear that he would not take a wife from any of the places around. But he would go. Okay, probably we should go to that. Go back to 24. Remember I said 24 initially. Okay. Genesis 24, let's read from verse 1. So that you see it. It's like a very, very important instruction to God. And Abraham was old and well stricken in age. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham, you know, initially Abraham was blessed in silver and gold and cattle. At this time, he, had, he was so blessed, he was blessed in all things. They couldn't define it anymore. It was beyond. He, was, he had become a plutocrat, so he couldn't. Do you understand plutocrat or you don't understand? And Abraham said unto his elder servant of his house, that ruled over all that he had, put, I pray thee, thy hand under my tie. And I will make thee swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell. Have you seen it? But thou shalt go unto my country and to my kindred and take a wife unto my, my son Isaac. This is the instruction of the Lord. 
So he didn't take a wife from there. He went straight back to the land of the Chaldeans and went to take a wife for Isaac. Now, when it was the turn for Isaac's children to take a wife, look at it, Genesis chapter 26 now. Verse 34, Genesis 26, 34. And Esau was 40 years old when he took to wife Judith, the daughter of Berai, the Hittite, and Bashamath, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite. They were both Hittites. Next verse. Which were a grief of mind unto Isaac and to Rebekah. They were a grief of mind. Let's read another version. Another version of this particular. I don't know if you want to be worried in life. How many of you like worry? You like problems? They turned out to be thorns in the size of Isaac and Rebekah. They were thorns in the size. And that's what the Canaanites are. are. God told them, God told Hey, this is a long time ago. God told them that there will be thorns in your sights. So you marry strange people. People we don't know. People we can't, we, can't, we can't fellowship with. We can't talk to. We don't know what's happening. You just go and go and choose. It's not like that. Go to chapter 27. you see some more there. Chapter 27, verse 46. Rebecca spoke to Isaac. I am sick to death of these Hittite women. If Jacob also marries a native Hittite woman, why live? I can't live anymore if he also marries someone. I can't live. I'll just die. I'll just die. Are you seeing it? Uh-huh. So uh, what I'm trying to say is that you must know the word of God concerning various situations and various things. Jesus said that you err because you know the scriptures. You commit a lot of errors because you don't know the scriptures. Okay? If you want to reduce your errors in life, just be, be conscious of the word of God. Reduce your errors by getting to know the word of God. Get to know what he says. Get to know what the word, get to know the pages of the scriptures. And you'll be very, very fine. Have you seen it? I just chose this as one of the things that you should be aware of. So go to chapter, the next verse is 28 verse 1. That's the next verse from 27 46. The next verse is 28 verse 1. So Isaac called in, in Jacob and blessed him. Then he ordered him, don't take a Canaanite wife. He ordered him. Leave at once. Go to Padon, Padon Aram. Padon Aram. To the family of your mother's father, Bethuel. Get a wife for yourself from the daughters of your uncle Laban. Specifics. Go here. Go and take a wife from there. Next verse. And made the stronger. Then he started blessing him. He blessed him with the blessings of Abraham. Is this another type of the blessing of Abraham related to marriage? Because you see, even, even Jacob had problems after going to marry where he was told to marry. He had plenty of problems. You see, he wasn't planning to marry two wives. But he married two wives and had so many concubines. Beoha became a concubine. Because you see, all kinds of problems. Even after following the will of God, though. So if you don't follow the will of God, I mean, I don't know what. I just don't know what will be happening to you. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what will happen to you. I don't know what will be happening to you. And may the strong God bless you and give you many, many children, a congregation of peoples, congregation of peoples. Wow. And pass on the blessing of Abraham to you and your descendants so that you will get this land in which you live, this land God gave Abraham. He blessed him because he was going to do what he wanted him to do. And he went. He prospered. So you don't marry someone who is not a child of God. You get it? 
That's basically what I'm trying to say. You don't mind someone who is not, who's not a child of God. It's assumed that every child of God can be spoken to. It's an assumption. <laughs> as, as all things being equal, we can talk to the person, the person, the person here, at least. Bible says, do not make, eh? do not be equally yoked. It's an unequal yoking. Hmm? That's Second Corinthians chapter six, from verse fourteen. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion has light with darkness? Have you seen it? Be not, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. So I don't know why you would want to marry an unbeliever. The guy you are following, the guy you like, it's an atheist. He doesn't like God. The guy who's smooching you. He's caring. He has a deep voice. Pastor, when he says, I love you, you don't know how it means to me. <laughs> Pastor, you don't know. Pastor, you see, all these boys who are in church, they are not romantic at all. They are dull boys. Listen, you better marry the dull boy and be happy. <laughs> or else you now, you will see. <laughs> You'll be surprised. You'll be shocked. Ignore the word and suffer. Eh? Look at Proverbs 13, 13. Yeah. Proverbs 13, 13. Whoso despise the word shall, destroy, shall be destroyed, but he that feareth the, the commandment shall be rewarded. Message Bible says it very clearly. Ignore the word. Ignore the word. So where does suffering come from? As simple as ABCD. When you ignore the word, suffering begins. When you ignore the word, suffering just begins. Ignore the word and suffer. Honor God's commands and grow rich. Proper prosperity. People have the symbols of prosperity. Read in Luke chapter 15. Eh? In Luke chapter 15, when the prodigal son came back to his father, the Bible says that his father took his ring off and gave it to him. And he put, him, put on him the best robe and put on him the sandal, best sandals and all that, isn't it? And he kissed him and all that. He, the father gave him the symbols of prosperity. But the one who owned the actual prosperity was the brother who was serving with the father. Yeah. So some people have the symbols. You have a nice phone. You have an iPhone. And so what? What is iPhone? You have an iPhone. iPhone gotten by ill means. Musa bought it for you. <laughs> you want, you have a boy because a guy has money. You know, he has money. So that is it. He takes care of you. Takes care of you. Yeah, he takes care of you. Yeah, in this economic hardships in, in Ghana, it's like you need someone to take care of you. So you don't like, you don't like, you don't like that one. You want, that's what you like. Instead of struggling together with people, with your husband and with your wife and building together, you don't like that one. You don't like process. <laughs> you don't like process in life. Hmm. All those who ignore process, they, they hurt themselves. Though. Oh, you hurt yourself. Church is not built. <laughs> yes, you have to come back. Church, for instance, I'm a pastor. We don't just build things. The, the church doesn't grow in a certain way. <laughs> you, you have to go through one, two, three, 
Then it gets to 10. Then it multiplies to 20. Then there's, there's the one, there's the 70, there's a 12 mark. There's a one mark, first of all. I mean, one person following is a great miracle. There's a one mark. According to the scriptures, there's a one mark. Then there's the 12 mark. It's a mark 12. If you're able to get to 12, you are blessed. Your ministry cannot collapse. Then there's a, from 12, there's 70. There's a 70 mark. Remember, Jesus had 12 disciples. Then he had 70 disciples. Then there's a 120 mark. Yeah. From 120, I mean you are gone. Then 120, 3,000 mark. 3,000, 5,000 mark. Then there's multitude. Then innumerable. You just go like that. But you have to go through the process. You don't just get 120 at once. You don't, you don't just get 120 at once. It doesn't happen. Your first Sunday, 120. I'm putting my feet away. I've not done evangelism, nothing. You want 120 to show up. No. Even if 120 shows up on the first day, you have to take care of them. You have to take a long time to take care of them to stabilize them. Then you go like that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Same thing with the business. If you are starting a business, it won't make a million dollars in one day. No, you should learn how to handle $50. Then we go to $100. Then we go to $200. Then we go to $1,000. Gradually, gradually. You, you, if it is like that, okay, you, your, your capacity is built over the years and you become valuable. You are worth 1,000 men or 10,000 men. One person can be worth 10,000 men. You see, if everybody in the church should leave, I know what to do to make the church grow. I can start another church apart from this church. Because I know how to start a church with another name. Nobody knows. I'll call it Love Economics. Love Budgets Church. Yes, Love Budgets Church. You'll be surprised. Even the name will be catchy. (laughs) Because I I have a certain type of experience. You get it? Yeah. That's why whoever, if I should die, the one who inherits this church and become the chairman or whatever, you should have gone through some things. You should know what it means to start a church in a classroom. That's a classroom church there. We will not stop. We will start church in classroom. <laughs> I mean, you should have, because you never know, maybe you, you are, your son or your whatever will be the one to take over. Why not? You have to know. If all you've known is a big church, you, when, you, when you were born, you saw a big church, 3,000 people. Uh, you know how to talk to 3,000 people. You don't know how to manage one person, two people. Oh, you can't manage 3,000. One pastor in a certain church. Very big church. There was an assistant in a certain church that was about 3,000 people. Then he became a branch pastor of a church that was 500 people. Then he grew the church from 500 to 1,500 within a year. And No, no. He, went, he was taken to a church that is... Uh, uh, 78. There were 78. From the 3,000, he was taken to 78. Then from the 78, he grew the 78 to 200 in 18 months. 18 to 19 months. It's remarkable. I mean, a city that nobody, there's nobody there in the city. And the church, the 78, 79 that he went to meet was a church that had been there for three years or four, four years. It was, that was how far it had gone. When he went, he was able to grow it to 200. Then they moved him. When they realized that I was going to do it, they moved him to a church that has 500 people. Then he moved the 500 to 1,005 in another one year. When they realized he has been able to do that, they brought him even down once again. You think that the people are wicked? You think they are wicked? They are just giving him experience. They are giving him experience. Yeah. Now he's passionate a church with 3,000 people in it. 
which he started and built to that person. So he knows, he has experience of starting and building. You get it? Uh-huh. Not managing. Because if you are, if you are a manager, you can manage the thing to collapse. We'll give you two, we'll give you 300 church. When we leave you, when we, we just say, I just left you 300 people. Take 300, take care of 300 people. I'll be back. I just said, hello, how are you? And came back. It's now 50. Yes, hello. It's now 50. You insult everybody. You blast everybody. You will not even know how to talk to people kindly and love people. You just talk to anybody anyhow. The people are used to, that's what, that's the excuse you, you say. You say that the people are used to the previous pastor. It's a lie. It's a lie. Hallelujah. So don't just take, make, make moves, okay? Don't just make moves. Don't just make moves. Talk to God. That's why we teach you how to pray and fast. You see, it's not fasting and prayer. It's prayer and fasting. Prayer comes before the fasting. The fasting helps you to bring your body down, your flesh down, so that you can hear God easily. Do you understand? There are different types of fast. Sometimes I fast with milk. Look, I'm just drinking milk. Fruit and vegetables. We've done that. We do that a lot. Just fruit and vegetables. We're just taking fruit and vegetables. I just moving around. Or just, I mean, just we are just there. We are there from 6 a.m. to another 6 a.m. the following day. How many of you done that before? 6 a.m. to 6 a.m. 24 hour fasts. And we are there. How many of you have done that before? With prayers. We are praying. All types of prayers and fastings. Okay? Yeah, that's. Are we not fasting? We are even fasting now. Yeah. You see, we, we fasted. Is this what day? What thirty? What we are finishing on Saturday. On Saturday will be forty days for us. We started more than a month ago. We started third July. We have been fasting. I don't remember that we are fasting. All I know is that I'm just moving. I'm just moving the system. I don't remember that we are fasting. I don't eat. In the evening, we we'll find something to eat. Oh, we are just going. When you finish me, I'm not, I've not finished. I'll continue. I'll continue through some time. You will finish on Saturday. Me, I'm continuing. Maybe I'll go and break for one week. And I'll, I'm the pastor. I'm aware. So I have to, <laughs> I have to go beyond. If I give you 40, I should go 60 or something. Hallelujah. When you also get to my level, I'll let you go 60. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> yeah. We teach you those things. It's not because it's like we don't like we. It's like every year we are fasting. We don't. We don't know every time we are. We want you to lose weight. No, it's not a weight loss program. It's to teach you the the ability to talk to God and to hear from God on your own. That's why we said this year we are fasting with messages. Everybody listen to a message. Haven't you learned anything whilst you've been listening to the message? Old messages. Listen to the thing and know what has been said. God will speak to you through it. If you follow, you realize that you don't lack direction. You don't lack guidance. You're always guided. You always have direction. Yeah. That's how I function. I'm on the brink of a, of a major, i come to do something major. Yeah. So I'm preparing myself. Preparing myself. Yeah. Preparing. I've announced it to you already. We are building mega churches. Yes. It's something new. You see, together, all of us together, we are more than thousand. We are about thousand five. Yes, together, the whole church, we are about thousand five. We've done that within six years. God has been good to us, but now we want to change it to this place alone, having thousand people. Another Asafo, thousand people. Madina, thousand people. Tanoso, thousand people. Kaneshi, thousand people. Having thousand, 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 thousand all over the place. 
Yes, one man thousand. You know what I'm saying? So that when we put ourselves together, it will be about 15,000 or 20,000, isn't it? It's, it's new. We've, not, we've never done some before. So I'm, on the, I'm writing exams. That is the, you see, you see when you're going to write exams, eh? what are the conditions you go through when you're going to write exams? Like, pressure, a lot of tension. Your brain is hot. When it touches your head, you realize that, you see, even though you are not sick, your head, there's some heat coming out of your brain. Is it true? You are not even feeling well. It's like your temperature, your body temperature has risen. Especially when you don't know what you're going to write. <laughs> your temperature has risen. You are basa. You, you, can't, you, you can't bath. Like, two days have come, you realize that you haven't bathed yet. You can't bath. You are under intense pressure. Like, a lot of... I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Confusion. Like, you don't know... Yeah, where's the exam? Where the, why are the questions be passing? I mean, as you are learning, as you are learning, then someone come and say, "Hey, have you learned digestion?" Hey, you come, you are learning respiration. You come and ask you, "Have you learned digestion?" You are not serious. You don't you know that digestion will be coming? Then you have to just go into your mouth and come back. Yeah. <laughs> you are sleeper, and then you just wake up. You have a dream that you are feeling. <laughs> And then you just wake up. You have to learn. You see? You see, wisdom, eh? Let me tell you something. Wisdom, eh? Will teach you that. That particular circumstance you find yourself in when you're writing exams in school should not end when you leave school. Yes. Most of us have not had that part of our brain working since we left school. That part of our brain that goes under pressure for you to record some things. Like you are studying, you, are, you, you pick. I, I, which I want to use subjects that you understand very easily. Commerce. Let's say construction. Social studies. Remembering some dates. 1948. Born of 1844. Like you are, you are putting a thing inside your brain grouping them so that when you get to the exam room and they show you see the question <laughs> just smile to the paper <laughs> only you don't know and then you just start rebuilding it bringing the thing most of us have not had that part of our brain working since we left school since we left school we've not had that yes we've not had that. so you are down yeah you've never committed anything to memory since you left school never that is why you are failing in life that is why you are failing meanwhile life presents examinations at various levels. Various levels. Just like every year, you write an exam to be promoted to class 7, class 6, rather, than to GSS 1. Every year, there's a promotional exam that you promote you. Same thing. You have to put yourself under that kind of examination condition every year. Something remarkable must happen around you every year. And you must, be, you must have a period where there's confusion, there's temp- price of temperature, something like you are wild. You want to get something accomplished every year. If you don't get yourself into that condition, you go 50 years and you don't have anything. Those things are not just for school. They did that to us to let us know how life really is. Don't fail in the exam of life. Okay? Don't fail in the exam of life. That's why we do those things. It's like a period. We are fasting. I'm fasting. I'm praying. I'm studying my Bible. I want to do a project. Every year I must do a project. 
You must do. I'm, now I don't just do one. I do more than one. It makes me bassa. Like you are bassa. <laughs> the project makes you bassa. You are under pressure. You can't sleep. All kinds of things for some months. Some three, four, five months be there. But I'm bassa. I don't know what I'm preaching. I don't know what. I've forgotten about messages. I forgot what I'm supposed to preach. Because I'm under very wild pressure. Yeah. But it makes my preaching better. I see what I'm talking about. You must be bazaar. What is making you bazaar? You are too comfortable. You are at ease. You are eating, drinking, and pooping. That's all you are doing. Yes, eating, drinking, and pooping. Eating, drinking, and pooping. Eating, drinking, and pooping. The whole year. Eating, drinking, and pooping. Like that. Your toilet is full. Yeah, your WC is full. You, toilet car just comes to come and pull the thing. Every year they are pulling the thing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. It's a certain type of wisdom. You have to be under that stress. You are under stress. Yes, you are under stress to produce a certain result. Yeah, you are under stress. Confusion. I like you are. Similar to exams condition. You don't know how, you don't know, after writing the exam, you don't know the results. You don't know how the results are going to be. You can just be walking around and you are happy. Oh, how are you? <laughs> then you remember the results are coming. You just change your face like, Matissa Papane trailing. I've heard that the man has trailed 50, 50 people out of a class of 80. 50 people have been trailed. Hey. So if you can't be happy, you are, you are, there's Christmas. You are chopping the chicken, you are chopping the chicken, happy. Then it will just come to your mind. Then you lose, you lose, you just put the chicken that was all this. Yeah. I remember when I was doing my master's there, there was a day, some people, they trained a lot of people. And I was driving from gates to the traffic light down there. As I was driving, I was very happy. I was playing a song in the car. I was just, when I go, because that junction leads to, MBA, college of whatever, administration. When I got there and I saw the road, my, 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 my heart just changed. I became bastard for some five minutes. And I had to recondition myself that all things are mine. I'm going to blow this paper. I'm going to go through it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, I'll pass the example of life. Yeah, we are always being examined, if you don't know. God is always checking us. Let me show you a scripture in First uh, Samuel chapter 16. I don't know if I've helped you in any way. First Samuel chapter 16. Let's read from verse 4. First Samuel 16 from verse 4. This is about Samuel going to anoint David as king. Okay? And Samuel did that which the Lord speak and came to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Come as thou peaceably. And he said, peaceably, I'm come to sacrifice unto the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to, to the sacrifice. And sanctify the Jesse and his sons and call and called them to the sacrifice. Next verse. And it came to pass, when they were come, that he looked on Eliab. Eliab was the first son of Jesse. Okay? He's in David's father's house now. He's going to anoint. God has told him to anoint one of them. King. And he sees the firstborn. The firstborn son, tick tall guy. Macho guy with a V, fresh boy. He has long hair. You know, David's David's son was 
Absalom, isn't it? So they had a certain type of fineness in their family. Everybody, very handsome people. Handsome boys, long hair, type, whatever. Very fresh boys. So, I mean, when he saw Eliab, he looked on Eliab and said, Surely, this is the Lord's anointed. The Lord's anointed is before him. Surely, surely. I mean, this is a prophet too. When the prophet saw the guy's beauty, he was like, Charlie, God, forget God. This is it. This, this is the boy. This is the guy. This is the king. So he took his oil to anoint the guy. He nearly he took it. As he was pouring to him, he heard God. Look how God told him. But the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance. Don't look at his fineness. On the height of his stature. Because I have refused him. I have what? I have refused him. You see, when you're writing exams, nobody sees you. When you're studying for the exam, nobody sees you. Isn't it? You are wild. Your parents don't even see you. When you are graduating, they come and sit there. Then they'll be shouting, My son has passed. (laughs) You'll be taking pictures, all types, different styles. But they don't know the stress under which you went. Nobody knows. It's when you're on your own like that, you're supposed to read a book. And you're not reading it. You look at the book like that. You read page one. That's your examination. You are in secret. You are, you are sleeping for the preparation of the exam. And you don't know. That is why you'll be refused. It's because I have refused him. The guy didn't know he was under examination. Eliab didn't know he was under examination. Because if you read the verses before, there's no place where God mentions that he was examining Jesse's sons. No place. But the guy was under examination. They would tell him, go and keep your fathership. You say, if you look at this fineness, does it go with sheep? Does it go with sheep? Let somebody else go. Yeah, he didn't know he was under examination. He didn't know that by taking care of sheep, he could become king of Israel. He didn't know that the route to becoming king of Israel was looking after sheep. He had no idea. Yeah. He had no idea. What are you being examined for? That you have no idea of. What are you being prepared by God for? That you don't have a clue concerning. One of the questions I ask God is that. God show me what I'm not seeing. What I can see there. I can see it. I'm aware. What am I not doing? What am I supposed to be doing that I'm not doing? At this time. You're making some foolish calls. The time you are using to make the foolish calls, especially the time God would want to have your attention in a certain way, to do something. You don't know you are under examination. You have no idea. The examinations of life is very interesting. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 1 says, Do not be forgetful to entertain strangers. For many have entertained angels unawares. Let brotherly love continue. Next verse. Verse 2. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers. For thereby some have entertained angels. On They didn't know. God don't announce to you when he is coming. They didn't know that. The people they were entertaining were actually angels. And their rewards were based on what they were doing. They didn't know. It pays to be nice. Maybe you are an examination for niceness. Then you just blast somebody. Then you just blast somebody.
Then the angels will be standing by. Then you mark wrong. <laughs> you see, and it is plus one, minus one. Then you do subtract one. Yes. <laughs> Postpone to next semester. <laughs> hey! It's serious, though. It's very, very serious. Yeah, it's very, very serious. You're supposed to go on evangelism. It's a test. So go on evangelism. You are chatting with a certain girl. Now be examined. Don't be surprised when in the future you don't get something. Nobody disqualified you. You disqualified yourself. Don't blame God. You did it to your own self. In heaven, we'll see things. I pray that you pass all your exams in Jesus' name. I prophesy over your life that you will pass all your exams. Those you are aware of and those you are not aware of. In the name of the Lord Jesus. With distinction. Yeah, the oil that God wants to put on your head is, will come on your head. Nobody can take it away from you. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Are you blessed? God bless you for listening. Keep listening to the word as Christ is made the center of your world. For prayer and counseling, call 024-563-8314 or send an email to info at christworldinc.com. God bless you.